Welcome to Leadership Starts on the Inside, a Lead Like Jesus podcast. Hello, welcome to the Lead Like Jesus podcast, where leadership starts on the inside. I'm your host, Rich Cummins, and joining me today is our President Emeritus, Phyllis Henry Halverson. So we're so excited to talk to you today about a core teaching of Lead Like Jesus. You know, we have four domains at Lead Like Jesus, the heart, the head, the hands, and the habits. And today we're going to talk about the heart. You know, a heart, a changed heart means a changed leader. And so I'm so excited, Phyllis, to talk to you about this because I know that this particular a topic, this subject is more than a topic or a subject. Really, it is a core element to living, loving, and leading like Jesus. So let's just get into it. What does the heart have to do with leadership? Well, Rich, it's wonderful to be with you today. And I will tell you, I love that question because the answer is so easy. The heart has everything to do with leadership. And as you said, a changed heart equals a changed leader. And so if we don't get the heart right, we won't be able to get anything else right in our leadership. So why do we start with the heart? You know, we talk about um, leadership starts on the inside. That's kind of the tagline of this Mm -hmm. podcast. But talk more about why they're first, again, as opposed to hands. A lot of people talk, a lot of other paradigms or leadership, uh, leadership domains talk about the things that we do as a leader, why do we start with the heart first? Well, we believe our heart is our why, why we do what we do. It's our intention and motivation. Why do we lead? Is it to feel good about ourselves? Is it to be in control? Is it the best parking spot or the highest salary that calls us to leadership? And certainly there's nothing wrong with a great salary and parking spot. They're not bad, but it would be a poor motivation for leading. So we continue to see that the most persistent barrier to leading like Jesus is a heart motivated by self-interest. And that is a heart issue. So let's dive into that. You mentioned self-interest and we, we have a, a, we have um, an acronym that we use at lead like Jesus called ego edging God out. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Thank you, Rich. I I really love uh, that you said it's an acronym. It is E-G-O, and it does stand for edging God out. And when our hearts get in trouble, we edge God out as the object of our worship. And that means that we put something else in God's place, or we edge God out as the source of our security and self-worth, or we can edge God out as the ultimate audience and our authority. And when you edge God out, the focus becomes you and often expresses itself in pride, which is the promotion of self or fear, which is the protection of self. But either way, you become focused on you and your interest. Yeah, it's so fear and pride, they really stand in the way of us having a deeper connection with God and walking out the purposes that he has for us. And let's talk a little bit about the warning signs. Talk about the warning side signs that you might be falling into the trap of fear or pride. 
Well, I had an experience several years ago. I was coaching an executive pastor, and he had been in his role for not quite two years. And he was telling me all about the challenges that he had in this role. He said, I have so many calls, meetings, relationships, and the team is not getting along. And I'm responsible for multiple locations. I don't want to let people down. I have to work long hours. My family doesn't understand. He said his wife had even recently pointed out to him that his inner grump was alive and well. And he acknowledged to me that fear was his first line of response when challenging circumstances came up. He said, I always begin to fear that I'm not good enough Mm. uh, to do everything this new position requires. And he said, are there any warning signs that I'm falling into the trap of fear before I fall all the way? And I thought, what a brave question to ask. So I asked him in those moments to recall the conversation that we just had. And I asked him what word he remembered saying the most. He was quiet for a minute. Yeah. And he finally said, it was probably I. Mm. And that was true. And I said to him what I believe to be true. A number one warning in any situation that you are in trouble is when you begin to hear your say, yourself say the word I again and again. The I factor is when you realize you are depending on yourself and not on God. And that means you are in trouble. The second warning, I would say, is the mind perspective. <laughs> mine is that word that children seem to learn quickly. Uh, you know, very quickly they learn that they want something and they want to say that it's theirs. It's mine. And pride and fear often show up when a leader believes he or she is the only one that can do the work, that it's my work, or they become fearful if they think someone could actually do it better. And a critical role for leaders is to prepare new leaders to understand that positional leadership is only for a season. Hmm. Now, a life role leadership that we often talk about lead like Jesus is forever and his parents and grandparents we see that passing on information is critical for the next generation. But when we think that it's mine and no one else can do the job like we did, no one else can uh, think about it the way we did or love it the way we did, yeah. we are in trouble. The third warning is a negative response to feedback. You know, usually if I ask about how, you know, how do you appreciate feedback? Uh, people say, well, it depends on who gives it. Well, yes, I can understand that. Ken Blanchard's been writing for years that feedback is the breakfast of champions. And I believe it's true. How we respond to feedback is a signal of where our heart is in edging God out and in the result of pride and fear. We must give ourselves an honest evaluation about feedback in an old book now, but in Ordering Your Private World by Gordon McDonald, he said there are two types of people. And I hope you have heard this, but it's driven people and called people. Yeah. Driven people think they own everything. They own their relationships. They own their positions. But the real challenge is, is that their identity is the sum of all those things. But called people believe everything they have is on loan from the Lord. 
They believe their relationships are on loan. Their positions are on loan. And so when we come to this place where we are really negative Mm. to feedback, we know that we are in trouble because we have to hear what other people are saying, even if they don't agree with us. It gives us the opportunity to respond in a gracious way and then examine who said it, is it true, and how can we repair the relationship? So the I factor, the mind perspective, and a negative response to feedback are all signals of a heart problem that I believe will result in pride or in fear. Wow. There's so much there, Phyllis, and so much to unpack and we could unpack, but let's just, let's turn the corner now and talk about what's next. What's the solution? What is the roadmap to a heart turnaround? A heart turnaround requires that we must get our loves back in order. Um, I think it was Augustine that first said that, but the first order of business is to put God back in his first place. Mm-hmm. Choose God as the one you worship. And you know, it's amazing when you know that God is good, that he loves you with no strings attached, that you can trust him with you, you will worship him wholeheartedly. Because we come to know God through our experiences with him. Second, we choose God as our source of security, self-worth, and wisdom. Choosing God as the source of all you need changes your perspective about life. Self-worth doesn't just come from feelings about yourself, but it also is a healthy sense of your identity and purpose. And lastly, when you choose God as the primary audience, and authority of your life, obedience to his word becomes your standard. And Jesus reminded us that anyone who loves him would obey his teaching. We will then exalt God only. And instead of expressing fear and pride, our lives will be filled with humility and God confidence. Phyllis, such an amazing, um, way of life really so not even a a model certainly not a program living loving and leading like jesus requires jesus he's got to be part of the equation he's got to be driving the equation so phyllis you said that so well jesus the heavenly father first of all being being the the source of everything for us you know he's our object of worship source of security, self-worth, and wisdom. And then he's also the authority in our lives. And I know that all of this hinges hinges on this identity piece. It's so critical and so important. Can you tell us a little bit about why whose you are and who you are are so significant in, in the Lead Like Jesus world? I think that our identity in Christ is one of the most important things about you and me and all of us who are followers of Jesus. When we get our identity right and we know whose we are, that we're a child of God, that he loves us, that he has plans for us, that there were plans even before we were born, that he loves us without any strings attached, all of the things that we know from scripture that he says about us, that we are part of a royal priesthood, All of those things are part of who we are. In fact, it even says 
that we are the same in so many ways that we have the mind of Christ. So when you think about whose we are, that defines who we are. It changes everything about what we do, what we think, what we say, when we know that we belong to God and that we can trust him with our lives, with everything in us, and that our security is not dependent on uh, our feelings. It's not dependent on other people's opinions. It's not dependent on anything but what Christ has already done for us, frankly, on the cross that says, I have won you over. You mm. are mine. And he knows our names. And so I believe that our identity in Christ is really foundational as we look at the heart, as we look at our thinking, as we look at our behavior, and as we look at our habits, identity is crucial for the understanding of all of it. So Phyllis, we have a lot of leaders that are tuning in to this podcast from all over the world at this very moment. What is one practical takeaway or tip you could give them as they're thinking about their own heart and their own motives to live, love, and lead like Jesus? Well, I think scripture is clear about what to do. Scripture says, Lord, search my heart. Help me see what you see. And I think we quiet ourselves mm -hmm. and we just ask God to search our heart and tell us what does he see in our heart? Is there anything in our heart that is not of the Lord? And wait and see what we hear from him. He will tell us if we ask him. So Phyllis, we're going to get into the being habits later. And solitude is clearly one of those important being habits. And I love the way you just said it, to, to just sit and silence your heart. And I think our world is so chaotic and so busy these days. Very few get the opportunity to just sit, be still, and know that he is God and hear from him. So thank you for that. And thank you for, for being here today. Do you have any final parting thoughts on this critical teaching of the heart? Well, I would just say again that if the heart is not in alignment with God, having him first, your self-security is, is he is the source of your self-security, self-worth and wisdom, and that he's your audience, that you can go back and you can trace when challenges come. What have I edged God out? How have I edged him out in this situation? And you will find the root of the problem so that then you can go back and really make that change. Well, Phyllis, one thing that we do uh, in the tradition of you, because you do it so well, you pray, you're a prayerful woman like no one else I know. And so a tradition of our podcast now is we close every podcast in prayer. Would you be willing to say a prayer for our kingdom leaders? Absolutely. Thank you. So, Father, we come to you so grateful for the opportunity to speak to leaders all over the world, to speak to classrooms, to speak, Lord, to those, anyone who is listening that wants to lead like Jesus. Father, we pray that you protect them, that you bless them, Father, and we come in the name of Jesus asking, Father, for words and wisdom that no one can resist or contradict for these leaders. 
we pray, Father, in all of the countries, if there's conflict, that this will be a time where you will touch and provide safety. Father, thank you so much for the message of Lead Like Jesus, that you continue, Father, to teach us as we go deeper and deeper in intimacy with Jesus. Thank you, Father, and it's in his name, the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Phyllis, thank you for joining us today. And we want to thank you, our audience, for joining us on this very important Lead Like Jesus podcast, where leadership starts on the inside. Goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to Leadership Starts on the Inside, a Lead Like Jesus podcast. Learn more and get access to other resources at leadlikejesus.com.